Madison. It's Indiana. What I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Wednesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Segment one, here in just a moment, we'll have our daily headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. So much to get to, and a lot of it revolves around a guy that we've talked a ton about here over the last week and a half or so. Xavier Booker is continuing to make uh, a big uh, stride up the national rankings. In fact, the Pangos all-American camp came to a close yesterday with its all-star games and he was the star of the camp he was named the most valuable player at this star-studded camp of approximately the top 140 players in the country so we're going to tell you more about his performance there also a little bit more on this IU Athletics apparel deal we mentioned this uh, Monday on the show but want to get into that a little bit more today and some local news of course Silver Creek Baseball headed to a semi-state a one-game semi-state this weekend uh, over at Jasper and Will Lovings Watts, Jeffersonville standout, uh, has announced a change in his uh, college commitment. We'll tell you that as well. Also, a big night of summer league basketball ahead. Uh, a huge evening yesterday here on the Indiana side, uh, and today games move over to Louisville. There are also a lot of middle school games tonight. We'll update all that as we do each day here in the month of June. That's the show lineup. Uh, later in the show, I should mention Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times will join us uh, for a chat on IU basketball and more. Dustin had a terrific piece uh, that ran in the Herald Times and the Star yesterday where he really took a look at Indiana and all of the Big Ten teams with players that are coming and going, key departures, incoming players, incoming recruits uh, with the transfer portal. It's so hard to keep track of everything. So I think today with Dustin, we'll be able to really take a strong look at the Big Ten Conference and many people picking IU to be the favorite in the Big Ten Conference uh, from what I've seen so far. So we'll get Dustin's opinion on that. He's got uh, some great work in on that subject, and he'll join us to chat about that a little bit later in the hour. Also, later in the show on Wednesdays, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is my guest, presented by Major League Shirt Company. He's always with us on local sports. So obviously we got to talk about Silver Creek baseball headed to the semi-state. Uh, a few other notes I want to get to with Josh when he's with us, and and the Netsby Awards, which are a great first-class way to wrap up high school sports and high school sports for this school year, almost over. I mean, we're down to just a handful of weeks left, uh, depending on how many of our local teams, really, Silver Creek advances. So uh, that award ceremony coming up very soon. And uh, we'll tell you more about that with Josh when he joins us today. We'll take a look at some of the finalists uh, for Netsby Awards, kind of based after the ESPN ESPY award show model. Really, really neat event for high school athletes and coaches and their families here in southern Indiana. So we'll look at some of the finalists for some of those uh, awards, especially in basketball and football and some of the sports that we talk about the most here on the program. That's the show lineup, a service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals. 
which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. All right, let's look at our headlines for today, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. We mentioned this, uh, a couple videos that we've been treated to, little quick hitters from IU basketball uh, uh, that let us know, let fans know that there is a lot of work going on as far as strength and conditioning and summer basketball workouts now that everybody is on campus and the roster is locked in for next season. Uh, I think the latest video I saw was uh, players on, or some players in the the uh, uh, the weight room it looked like, uh, with some motivation on the board, hearing from Coach Cliff Marshall and a little bicycle work as well. I'm not sure if they have Pelotons in, in Bloomington or what they use, but definitely getting in some work and some measurements uh, here in the summer. I know Coach Marshall sometimes will uh, update fans and us uh, through his social media accounts on weight gains and uh, different off-season measure- measurements and has some uh, champions each summer where he presents them with the award uh, award belt, kind of like a, a wrestling-style belt. But we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, again, it's, uh, it shows you how desperate we are for uh, basketball here in the middle of the summer. Also, Xavier Booker. I mentioned out at the Pangos camp, I talked to a few people there last night as the camp and its all-star games wrapped up. He was absolutely outstanding. Uh, If there was any question uh, why his national ranking increased so much when everything was updated in recent weeks, I think it was answered or more than answered at the Pangos event. In fact, he was named most valuable player of the event. And keep in mind, this was a gathering of approximately the top 140 players in the country Regardless of shoe affiliation, you know, so many of these events are segregated by their shoe company and, and who, what company they're tied into, what company that uh, their shoe team, their, their team, what shoe company their team is sponsored by. This was uh, the best of the best for the most part there. And so what an outstanding uh, mark by him to have this sort of success on a national level. Uh, he did, I saw an update from 247 Sports. He told one of their reporters that. With Duke, Kansas, Notre Dame, Ohio State, uh, especially Duke, Kansas, new schools in his recruiting, uh, he probably didn't commit to this, but probably will be looking to take some official visits there in the future. Keep in mind he's already been to Indiana, Michigan State, and Purdue on junior year official visits. So he did not commit to that, that Duke, Kansas, Notre Dame, Ohio State would get official visits, but it does sound like that he may not come back to uh, some of the schools he's already seen. He may use those junior year official visits. Of course, being at Purdue and Indiana, it's close enough. Even Michigan State, you can take a number of unofficial visits there for games and just other stops over the weekends uh, in the offseason or whenever during the football year. So not at a huge disadvantage there, but uh, interesting that he may take some official visits his senior year at some of the other schools. Also, uh, we mentioned earlier in the week, really interested in some of the NIL activity here early in the offseason. It just seems like with Trace Jackson Davis back, Race Thompson back, other players back from last year, and then some of the five-star guys that Indiana is bringing in, that NIL is maybe at an uptick right now in Bloomington. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what we find out 
uh, specifically about Trace Jackson Davis. And Mike Pegram yesterday on the show mentioned that, you know, there's nothing official that tracks this, but he believes Trace Jackson Davis has broken six figures when it comes to NIL deals so far looking ahead to next season. And, of course, two freshmen, Hood Shafino and Renault, they recently inked NIL deals through one of the collaboratives. So even the new guys getting in on some of this uh, new wave of college basketball and the ability to make money. I mentioned that uh, earlier in the week, one of the new NIL deals, and this would be for all athletes from top to bottom, all sports, the stars down to the walk-ons and bench players, uh, there's going to be a gear deal uh, for merchandise through NIL that's allowed, and Indiana uh, has uh, an agreement with the company there that we talked about earlier, and that is actually Mark uh, Cuban-backed company, so an IU connection all the way around for the company that is going to be offering apparel. It's called Campus Inc., uh, a company that Mark uh, Cuban, of course, an IU graduate who's come back to do so much at the Bloomington campus is behind that company, so kind of an interesting connection there. And a couple local notes um, for basketball. Of course, Summer League Hoops is going on right now, but a little bit of a surprise. Yesterday, it was made official. I'd heard rumblings of this back in the month of May, but Will Lovings-Watts, who finished his career at Jeffersonville uh, back in March, has announced that he is decommitting from Drake University and instead is going to attend Putnam Science Academy, which is basically a prep school opportunity, a fifth year located in Putnam, Connecticut. Uh, They are three-time national prep champions, uh, according to their website, and they won their most recent championship in 2022 this past season, before that 2020, before that 2018. So a school with a lot of talent that uh, has been able to bring guys together for a fifth year of basketball. And it seems like uh, from Will's announcement that he's going to reopen his recruitment and play a year of prep basketball and see what additional opportunities he has before he makes a decision. So uh, a note there that uh, Will Lovings Watts not going to Drake and will play at Putnam Science Academy uh, for an extra year of prep basketball in advance of college. Summer League hoops it begins tonight, or I should say continues tonight, uh, over at Butler and Manuel High Schools in Louisville. For the most part tonight, it's uh, all Louisville teams in action, which is Normally the case on the Louisville side of things, uh, but on the Southern Indiana side, you've got uh, a number of middle school contests tonight as well. There's three nights of middle school games, so all levels included in the Kentuckiana Summer Basketball League. But last night was a huge night of games. Got a chance to watch some of the area teams. Jeffersonville and Evangel Christian was a great battle between those two schools. A lot of different schools in action. A lot of different Indiana versus Kentucky uh, matchups last night as well. Mail and Floyd Central battled each other. Uh, Really, the results don't matter as much as the development of some of these players in the offseason. And this is kind of the opportunity to see exactly what the pieces could look like for a lot of our local teams. And a lot of games coming up. Thursday night's going to be a big one uh, with three locations in southern Indiana. And next week, Monday through Thursday, there are games as well. And then that wraps up the Summer League. There are still some other events, teams, uh, another Mike Woodson team camp coming up, some other events for teams to go to, the big Charlie Hughes shootout. I know some of our locals are entered in that event and will play in front of college coaches there, at least they hope to 
play in front of some college coaches on their court when they attend that event up in Carmel and northern Indianapolis. But a lot of basketball left in the month of June. And again, you can get out on Tuesdays and Thursdays at the Indiana locations and for $3 watch uh, really an afternoon and an evening full of games. Uh, just a lot of Indiana-Kentucky battles on Tuesdays and Thursdays when the league is on the southern Indiana side of the river. Silver Creek Baseball preparing for a really big challenge on Saturday. I don't have the name of the pitcher, but uh, committed to Vanderbilt. He had 17 strikeouts in a previous game in the state tournament. He's going to be a really tough matchup for Silver Creek, but the good news for the Dragons is they're an experienced team with a lot of seniors. They've got their pitching set as well. And I really think that the semi-state game, the 3A semi-state in Jasper on Saturday afternoon, will be a uh, maybe a low-scoring game and a very competitive game as well. You know, we always say P.K. Falkenstein, who helps me with a lot of our baseball coverage, uh, in these tournament games, whoever strikes first – uh, in a pitcher's duel, often has a big advantage. Now, they don't always hold on to win, but it sure helps in that mental capacity and just getting the lead when you know you're facing a really good pitcher. I really feel like that could be the case on Saturday. Perhaps the first team to score uh, could be the ultimate winner that's going to head on to play for a 3A state championship the following weekend, either Friday or Saturday at Victory Field in Indianapolis. So our coverage of the uh, baseball semi-state with our last team standing, the Silver Creek Dragons, will begin around 3.45 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. And that game will air on 94.7 FM. Again, 94.7 FM for the Silver Creek versus Indianapolis Brebuff uh, 3A semi-state game, which will originate from Ruxer Field in Jasper on Saturday afternoon. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times will join the show. Lots to get to on IU basketball and more when Dustin is with us. A breakdown of the Big Ten Conference for next season. Where do the Hoosiers stand? Well, they're at the very top, and we'll tell you more about that after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Wednesday program. Glad to have you with us. And a couple things to share as we get into the segment. Uh, Former Providence High School catcher and state champion Landon Kruer, he committed to Navy as a walk-on and made the team. And uh, now that the season has concluded after some great opportunities there, including the opportunity to pitch for Navy, uh, he's been named a NCAA freshman All-American, which is just an unbelievable story. And uh, we'll tell you more about Landon and some of his success coming up here very soon on the program. Also, a text from the text line I want to share. I'm sending prayers to you and your radio family. Maybe it's too soon yet. I don't know. But 
what would be a cool tribute to Douglas would maybe still be to use his voice as the intro to the show. Uh, it's interesting, and thank you for that. Obviously, it's been a rough week around here. Uh, a lot of people helping out, filling in today. Dave Reichel on the board uh, helping out. But um, with the passing of Douglas last week, very strange time here at WXVW. And I- I've gotten that over the years. Uh, you know, Douglas had a very distinct voice. Uh, a lot of people thought he was the big booming voice on some of the intros for my show and other shows, but he wasn't. Uh, but uh, definitely, we have some tribute stuff plan for him and uh will always uh, he will always be a big part of what we do with our southern indiana sports coverage i i don't have any question about that dustin dopirak of the uh bloomington herald times is my guest we've got a lot to chat about around iu basketball today and dustin welcome into the show thanks oh i i didn't know i'm so sorry Oh my God! I didn't. I, I had no idea. And when I just called in, I didn't get Douglas's voice, and I just thought he was off. I'm so sorry. Yeah, to hear that. He's he's been just, just you know, terrific to work with. I mean, you know, every time you guys called, I knew it was him, and so I made sure I said, "Hey, Douglas, how you doing?" And that that's I'm, I am so sorry. Yeah. Well, thank you. That. Thank you for that. Awful. Thank you. It's amazing for a guy that was the producer in the studio that you know no one ever really heard that much from him on air and definitely never saw him very often the number of uh, media folks and coaches that have sent text and notes along that uh, maybe just had it like you mentioned a little quick conversation how you doing before you go on the air um, but mm-hmm. it's been really nice and we appreciate that very much Dustin oh that's I mean great dude I'm just I, yeah I'm, I'm so sorry to hear this is the first time finding out about yeah. this uh, that's awful obviously all condolences to to his family was just a great dude absolutely thank you very much Dustin Dopirak my guest Dustin you've been hard at work here now that we can finally talk about IU basketball and the Big Ten Conference with some surety uh, you had a great piece earlier in the week that really broke down where things stand in the conference and as you did that as we read through that uh, earlier in the week uh, you've got Indiana where a lot of people do right Right at the top of the conference. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and I think it was too. I think you and I, you asked me what I thought about uh, where that where it might shake out, and that was kind of a little bit of an inspiration to write the story. I think because several times over, you know, in the summers, the last couple of years, we've had this conversation, and I was like, you know, what? I should really actually look <laughs> and really dig into these rosters, and that that was part of the inspiration for it. So thank you. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I, when I really looked at it, I just saw just how much is gone. I mean, there's just so much talent. Uh, you know, that's out of the Big Ten, obviously, and you know it's it, it, and, and you're going to see it in the draft. And obviously, a lot of these guys are staying in, and not all of them are going to get are going to get taken. But you're certainly going to see, you know, three guys in the top ten almost assuredly with Keegan Murray and, and Jaden Ivey and Johnny Johnny Davis. You'll see Malachi Branham in the first round um, for sure, and possibly in the lottery. And then after that, there, there are some guys that can trickle into the first round. Uh, you know, Max Christie, Caleb Houston, EJ Liddell. Um, uh, are you know at Musa Diabate are guys that are kind of on that fringe that you're seeing maybe you know somewhere between the last couple of picks of the first round and maybe the first ten or so of the second. Um, so it's it's just a lot of talent that's leaving the league. So it shakes the thing up a lot. And for as much as I've got a lot of questions about Indiana and I'm not sure about them in any way, you know when you really look at the rest of the league and what all is gone and and, and what all is going to have to be replaced or, or has been replaced a lot a lot of cases through uh, the transfer portal. You know, it's just a different league, and 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 Indiana is the closest thing you have. You know, like when you don't feel like Indiana is a short bet at all, but Indiana is the closest thing to a short bet when you really look look at everything else that's gone and everything else that needs to be replaced. 
talking with Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times. And Dustin, before we get into this article, and I want you to go through your, your kind of lear- what you learned there, some of the top teams that you think for next year, I do want to mention this. You know, as much talent as the Big Ten is losing, uh, and it's going to be evident by the upcoming NBA draft, I mean, a lot of, a lot of guys are going to get picked, we believe. Um, the, you know, the league hasn't had the postseason, the big dance success that you would expect it to have over the last few years. So now I'm curious that if the league is going to take a dip uh, as far as talent goes, uh, can they, you know, find a way maybe to, despite that, make some deeper runs into the tournament? Could there be uh, a few surprises when we get to March in this next season? But I guess my question leading into this general conversation about the Big Ten next year is, is there really going to be a, a major dip in some of these individual talents, NBA-like uh, talents in the, NBA, in the uh, Big Ten Conference? I mean, I don't think it's—I don't think that's anything, any kind of permanent thing. But you know, right now, yeah. But but I mean, I think one, one thing that you look at that, you, that, that that speaks well for the overall health of the league is you have, I think, at least there might. I, I think there's four. Um, I, I think there's there's four draft classes or four recruiting classes. I'm sorry, um, in the top eleven nationally. I think Michigan, Illinois, Ohio State, and Indiana are all top 11 or 12 in terms of what they got coming in. So what that tells you is the league is still recruiting really well. It's bringing talent in. Um, and so, you know, basically it, it's still a good draw to get, you know, get it. It's just, you know, right now, I, I don't think there's, you know, necessarily one and done's in the league, uh, you know, this season coming in. I think there's a lot of, a lot of good looking recruits, but Jalen Huchifino is one of the more highly ranked guys. But I mean, I think the big 10's got a lot of those dudes from like 25 uh, to 45, you know, which generally you look at and say, you know, those are guys that have a chance to be all big 10 players, maybe all Americans eventually, but aren't, you know, necessarily the guys that are coming in be all Americans, be top five picks next year. You know, obviously, you, you, you know, and the Big Ten generally only gets those every couple of years as opposed to every season. So, uh, but, I, you know, I, I do think the overall just long term health of the league is pretty good. It's just you, you get a big glut of really good guys uh, leaving at the same time and, and really look at it. I mean, you know, just, just you know, like, like you said, the postseason success hasn't been there. And, and, and that is, is, I think, going to haunt uh the big 10 for years to come just that feeling of when you have that much talent and it doesn't produce as much uh as you were hoping but i mean you look at the all-american rosters the last couple of years have been loaded uh with big 10 players i mean I, I if i'm not mistaken the entire first team all big 10 i think probably each of the last two seasons got all-american mentioned somewhere uh in those top three like all, all five of those guys were there uh, so that just tells you a lot about what what the league has had and, and i certainly think they're capable of uh, replenishing that as a group, but I mean, it's it, basically you have uh, uh, a lot of those guys just you know come and go, uh, you know, basically this season, and and, and it's just going to take a little bit of recovery uh, for the Big Ten to get back to to producing teams uh, at that level and 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 getting back on those All American squads. They could still have two All Americans this year with uh, with Jackson Davis and Dickinson. I'm just not not sure uh, what you're going to see after that. Dustin Dopirak, Bloomington Herald Times, our guest. You can read Dustin's story, this great breakdown of the conference for next season on the Herald Times website, also the Indy Star website as well if you're a subscriber. Beyond Indiana, um, obviously Michigan is, is factored in to be one of the better teams in the conference next year, although they lost a few guys to uh, the NBA. And uh, I'm curious, you know, tell us about Michigan, but beyond that, who else could be in that top uh, echelon of conference play next year? Yeah, no, a bunch of guys. I mean, I think you look at uh, I looked at Michigan. I think just by virtue of the fact that 
you know, they, they might have the best player in the league. I mean, I, I think right now it's really, uh, I, I mean, I would put Jackson Davis and Dickinson one and two, and then ED three, uh, in that discussion, those are the three all big 10 guys coming back. Um, so, and, and you know, ED obviously having the size that he's got, but you know, is sort of limited to just being Zach ED, just being the biggest guy on the block. He doesn't necessarily have a skill set that translates outside of, uh, you know, the, the place around the rim. I mean, Dickinson might be the most, uh, versatile guy because he's got the three pointer from time to time in a way that, that Trace does not. So, I mean, if, if, uh, he is the best, I think, competition for, um, you know, Trace Jackson Davis to be Big Ten player of the year. So you start there and when you, when you've got that kind of anchor, you've almost got to put a team, uh, up there. And they've got a couple other pieces, uh, you know, Terrence Williams coming back and there's some other dudes I think that were highly recruited in previous classes that I think are going to, are, are going to be, uh, they're going to need more for. Uh, they lost Frankie Collins. I think that was, that was a tough hit. That was a little bit of a surprising hit. Um, him leaving after his freshman year. They got Kobe Buffkin coming back. And I think a big ad that they had, uh, is Jalen Llewellyn. Uh, from uh, from Princeton, he was a two-time All All Ivy League pick. That gives him kind of a solid shooting guard. That puts him in a pretty good place. Uh, I probably have Ohio State higher than than some people. They lost a ton, uh, you know, with with Branham, with Liddell, but not only him. I mean, Jamari Wheeler, Justin Aarons, Kyle Young, Mitchell Johnson, you know, Joey Brunk. I mean, they, they lost a lot, but I mean, they've got a pretty good anchor in Zed Key, and they really hit the portal hard. Uh, Isaac. Uh, I like Kelly, I think, is from Oklahoma State. Sean McNeil and Tanner Holden from uh, Sean McNeil from West Virginia. Tanner Holden from from uh, Wright State. I think those three guys really give them a good solid base. Uh, and then they've got a really good class coming in. I think. Uh, let me see here. Four guys uh, in the top sixty: with Roddy Gale, Bruce Thornton, Felix Okpara, and Bryce Sensabaugh. I think those guys have to be better. I probably have them a little bit overrated, and that's probably a bad idea. But uh, you know, Illinois, I like a lot still with their transfers, especially Matthew Mayer and Terrence Shannon. They've also got a really good recruiting class uh, that includes Sky Clark and, and Ty Rogers and Jaden Epps, and good players in that group. Uh, but and I think you have to have uh, Purdue as part of this discussion as well. I mean, they probably have more, um, you know, talent that I would say is closer to proof and at least obviously you start with Edie in the middle um you know that they they've got some issues in terms of figuring out a point guard but I, I really like some of their other pieces that I think can be better if they get some more playing time and more steady situations I've always liked watching Brandon Newman and he's he had a tough stretch last year but I think he has a chance to be better uh I like Ethan Morton's game I think he's going to have a chance to shine you know with, with a bigger role and you're still looking at Caleb first on that roster uh, and certainly Trey Kaufman Ren becomes available so you got to look at them and if you got to look at Michigan State too um uh, is you know obviously with Tyson Walker and Joe, Joey Hauser coming back, uh, and you would just all, always have to figure that Wisconsin's going to be part of the discussion. I mean, I, I, like they don't have the most impressive roster in the world, but how many times have we said Wisconsin doesn't have the most impressive roster in the world and they end up top three in the league? Yeah. You know, it's almost you know it's 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 sort of an annual thing. So like again, you look at what they've got. You know, Chucky Hepburn and Tyler, Tyler Wall and Stephen Crow coming back. Those guys are all okay, and I don't look at that and say, okay, well they're they're going to win the league. You know, they've got a couple transfers that. that look all right, Max Klesman coming in from, from Wofford, um, and they lose Johnny Davis and, and Brad Davison, but they're Wisconsin, they're going to find a way to be a pain in the butt, so, you know, we just, you, you have to include them in the discussion no matter what. Talking with Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times, interesting text here, texture on the Thornton's text line, uh, let me bring this up here, uh, I had it just in front of me and I've lost it now, uh, with less parity in the Big Ten this year, perhaps fewer teams that get to the tourney from the conference will get better seeds, which in turn makes them uh, turn makes tournament success a little easier. Your your thoughts on that? Does is that uh, yeah, yeah. correlate? It doesn't jive for me right now, and that might change. <laughs> um, the, the reason being is I, I don't see this like uh, 
sometimes you see a top-heavy league. Sometimes you see a league and you say, all right, well, there's four or five good teams here and everybody else is kind of a mess, and then they're just going to beat up on these smaller teams. And, and it's sort of like what um, a little bit – not exactly, but, you know, like kind of like the ACC this year where, where it was a little bit more, you know, you've seen more, you've seen more top heavy leagues than that, where it's been like you have three teams and there may be top 10 teams. And after that, there's this drastic fall off and you have like three or four teams that are like, I don't know, 16 and four, 17 and three in the league. Uh, and then everybody else is, you know, 10 and 10. And, you know, all, like, so, so you see like those, those teams all end up being like top three or four seeds. I, I don't see that drastic difference. And, and now it, it really depends on who develops, who, who comes together. Uh, I, I don't see where the hard cutoff is. I mean, I looked at it and said, I think there's eight teams that have a chance to win the league. I mean, I think Iowa's still dangerous with Chris Murray. Um, you know, you know if, if Keegan made that kind of leap to being a top five pick, uh, Chris got a lot of the same talent. I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't think he's quite at the same level, but he can do a lot of the same things. You know, big guy, a lot of, you know, a lot of size, but also a lot of skill can hit the three ball. Um, so, you, you know, is, is it crazy to think that you'll be able to pencil, you know, Keegan's twin, twin brother, Chris, into, into Keegan's spot? Obviously, lose Jordan Bohannon, that's a big deal. Uh, I think uh, I was just looking at Andy Katz's list is different than mine. He's got Rutgers higher, and maybe I've got to give Rutgers a little bit more credit, um, you know, with Paul McKay and, and Caleb McConnell and, and uh, um, what's his name? Oh, Omar, Omaroyi, I think. Uh, maybe those dudes are better than I'm giving them credit. Um, but I don't look at that and say, okay, well, there's this hard cutoff of three teams that are going to be really good and everybody else is going to be so-so. Um, I mean, I could really see any of those eight or nine being good. Now, it's all together possible that some of them go uh, one way and some of them go the other, and there ends up being you know, this gap uh, once, you know, these teams actually hit the floor and you see what they're all about. But looking at rosters right now, I can't sit here and tell you that, oh, there's there's these five teams that are clearly better than everybody else. Uh, I, I don't think that at all. Talking with Dustin Dopirak, he's with the Bloomington Herald Times and just kind of getting the lay of the land for the Big Ten Conference next season, which I know hard to believe for some Hoosier fans, but IU is right there at the top in most predictions, including Dustin's, of what uh, the Big Ten could look like next season. I want to switch it up just a moment and, and get back to IU. Uh, I was looking at your your piece where you do a great job of listing some of the records and details from last season, returning starters and their averages, uh, key losses, transfers, incoming freshmen. It's a great simple breakdown of every team, including IU. And when I was thinking about the key losses, going through uh, Parker Stewart, his 6.2 points per game, Rob Finnessy, 4.5 points per game, Christian Lander, 2.9 points per game and Michael Durr he averaged one and a half points per game what is in your estimation what is the biggest loss for Indiana of those guys is it Rob Finnessy because of the uh, at times leadership and playmaking making abilities that he uh, brought to the floor is it you know someone else for another reason Uh, but what is the biggest loss to this roster from last season I mean, I, the one thing about it was that they had to lose them. <laughs> like they, they, they had to clear out that space to, to, you know, get the recruits that they ended up getting. Um, so, I mean, I, I think on a whole they gained, but um, it's kind of a tough call between Rob and Parker, who the more important losses, um, you know, cause obviously I think you have, I, 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 I would say Rob has been better replaced. I think is the best, maybe the best way to put that is that, you know, you bring Jalen Huchifino in and you have a more athletic guy with size. And so I don't think anything that where I, where I would probably argue that there were ways in which Rob was 
you could argue that Rob was more important for last year's team. I think Rob certainly from a, um, uh, I don't know if the word is spiritual standpoint, maybe that's not, maybe I'm taking that too far, but I mean, he certainly seemed to be, uh, you know, more of a leader and, and, and I'm not, this isn't any knock against Parker or whatever, but you know, Rob had some leadership there. You know, Rob obviously had his defense, you know, there, there was, Rob was looked up to. Um, maybe a little bit more than Parker was. Um, but, you know, you bring in Jalen Hochefino, who has, um, I think, a lot of, he's, he has a lot of Rob's, tra- Rob's traits and he's bigger. You know, where Rob was obviously a very, very good on ball defender. And I think that was very important um, for Indiana because that was their best asset uh, last year was their defense. And I think he was a really important part of that um, and making them more versatile defensively was part of their best defensive lineups. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think Uchefino has a really good reputation as a defender and he's 6'5". Um, and, but they, they didn't address shooting um, in, in the same way in terms of who they brought in. They, they, they all seem to be guys who can shoot. Um, but they're all freshmen. It's a different ball game, you know. It's a further, further line, um, you know, just among other things, and, and getting used to the speed of the game and, and all that sort of thing. Um, where you know, CJ Gunn, Caleb Banks, and, and Jalen Hutch, you know, all have the ability to shoot the basketball. Uh, you don't know how that's going to translate right out of the box uh, in terms of getting used to college basketball and, and, and again shooting from further out uh, over bigger guys, over faster guys. Uh, you know how that's going to translate. You know, Parker hit. You know, the first a lot of people like to bag on Parker. But I mean, by percentage and makes, he was their best three-point shooter. Um, you know, he's the only guy that hit, hit, you know, hit more than 39. I think he had 53, and he was at 39.3 percent. So, um, you know, that's that's a significant loss. And and I think they might be better at two guard as a whole. I think there's a good chance you'll see Hutchinson start at the two and play the one when Johnson comes out of the game. And then you know you have those other wings. You know, Tamar Bates uh, among them. You know, Trey Galloway. Those guys. Uh, they, they might just have better overall talent in the backcourt. Um, but, you know, they lose, you know, they lose arguably their best shooter and, and not arguably, I mean, they lose statistically their best shooter. Uh, so, you know, that, that is tough. And for a team that has not shot the ball well at all, uh, that's, I think, one of the most important areas they need to address or overcome or whatever it's going to be. Um, so, so that, that is, I think, really important. Dustin, before we let you go, do you want to take a, a early stab? You mentioned uh, Hood Shafino as potentially a starter. Do you want to take an early stab at what you see as a potential starting lineup for the Hoosiers in year two for Mike Woodson? Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think the the starting lineup that gets them to their ceiling, and this, and again, some guys got to earn this. Um, and, you know, so that you shouldn't pencil this in, you know, really the, the two guys, the two and the three really have to earn it. But if, if you're telling me they start, they have a starting five of Xavier Johnson, Jalen Huchifino, Tamar Bates, um, Race Thompson, and Trace Jackson Davis, and I look at that and I say that's their best case scenario because that tells me Bates has earned it, and that's really the biggest thing. I, I think he's got just a lot of capacity um, and, you know, just a, a lot of ability to be a really good player. And so if he makes the big freshman to sophomore leap and you're seeing it by the end of, you know, by November, if, if Mike Woodson can tell he's there by November, uh, that, that tells me, okay, you really got to look out for these guys. They've got a chance to be a lot better. Um, if I, I think the, the guys that you know what you have, that, that, that I'm not sure how much better they're going to get, but they're going to be part of the rotation because of what they already bring you are Galloway and cop. If, if, if they have a story lineup, that's Johnson, Galloway cop, um, race Thompson and trace Jackson Davis. I think that's a potentially solid team, 
but it tells me that that, that they're going to have a hard time reaching their ceiling because that tells me some guys didn't make the leap. Obviously, I think you know Jordan Geronimo is part of the discussion as well. I, I just need it, like I need to not only see improvement, but a, a specific kind of improvement for him to think that he can start at the three next to Ray Thompson. Um, and, and I guess it's not out of the question he could go ahead and beat him, but I just have a really hard time imagining Mike Woodson demoting Ray Thompson in the sixth year. I just have a hard time seeing that. Um, but that's. That's my sort of initial thought on it is, that, you know, like Galloway and Copper are sort of the established guys, but, you know, do I think Trey Galloway, this is going to be the year that he gets to be a three-point shooter? I don't know about that, I mean, and I think you're fine with him just coming off and playing heavy minutes off the bench as a guy that can break you down off the bounce and defend you really well. Um, and, you know, I think obviously you know what you're going to get Gary getting from Miller Copp. He's an okay defender. He's a, a good spot-up shooter, and, and that's about it. He's not going to break you down off the bounce. He's not going to really defend guys that can break you down off the bounce. He, he has a role, uh, and that makes sense. And if he's starting, that tells you that you don't have anything better than that. Uh, and, again, I, that, that's not me bagging on him. It's just that's what his game is. He, he's got his limits. He's pretty good at what he does. Um, but, you know, I, I think to hit their ceiling, they want to be able to, to be able to put guys out there on a starting lineup that are better all around. Um, so that five is the one that would tell me, you know, if, if you feel like you're getting enough shooting from Hood and Sh- Hood, Shafino and Bates, um, and, and you feel like both of those guys are really Big Ten starter ready, if, if that's what Mike Woodson sees at that point, then that, I think, is the lineup that tells me that, that they've got their uh, really got the ability to reach their ceiling. Good stuff. Dustin Dopierak, the Bloomington Herald Times, with us Wednesdays for the very latest on IU basketball. More, Dustin, as always, thanks for the chat, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Absolutely. And one more time, uh, you know, here's to Douglas. I'm so sorry. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Dustin, very much. All right, we will uh, get ready and head to a commercial break here in a moment. I I do want to mention a few things about the Indiana All-Stars. That two-game series with Kentucky is this weekend, and we'll get a little bit more into that as the week goes on. But uh, the junior-senior scrimmage game is tonight at Mount Vernon, uh, not far outside of Indianapolis. And a couple notes uh, now that the players have reported to camp at Marion University. Mr. Basketball uh, for Indiana, Braden Smith of Westfield, uh, got an injury. He's not going to be able to play probably about four weeks out, according to a story that Kyle Deddenrip had. So Indiana's Mr. Basketball, wearing that coveted number one, will miss the two-game series this weekend against Kentucky. And then Mike Broughton, former Jeffersonville coach, director of the Indiana All-Stars, uh, he said tonight C.J. Gunn, is going to miss the uh, junior-senior exhibition game because his school has uh, graduation tonight. So the future Hoosier, if you're uh, wondering where he'll be at tonight, he will not play in that exhibition game, but is expected to be at both of the Indiana-Kentucky games this weekend. Friday night, the game will take place uh, down in Owensboro, Kentucky at the Owensboro Sports Center. And Saturday, the All-Star, they return to Indianapolis and play this year at Southport High School. Not the uh, the big building, the uh, um, uh, Gainbridge Fieldhouse is what it's called now that always has made that so special on the Indiana side. It's under some renovations here in the offseason. So Southport Fieldhouse, one of the great high school gyms in our state, uh, will be host of that game on Saturday. So uh, some opportunities for high school hoops this weekend, Indiana versus Kentucky, a very meaningful two-game series. I know so many of these high school All-Star games are nothing but 
three-point slam dunk, fast break competitions. It's not a lot of basketball, no defense. I won't tell you that the Indiana All-Star, the Kentucky game against Indiana doesn't include some of that, but it is a game that's a series, and these guys really, and girls, really, really want to represent their state and uh, win these games. And But till before they move on to college basketball. So I've always appreciated that. I've always liked that about the series. Uh, it's not just an exhibition game to uh, to showcase what you can do. It uh, still is a very meaningful deal in our state, and I believe Kentucky as well. So Friday night at Owensboro, Saturday night at Southport Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, the Indiana-Kentucky All-Star Series, and we'll have more on that tomorrow. We'll head to a commercial break, back with our final segment here in just a moment. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is my guest, presented by Major League Shirt Company. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Wednesday program, this segment with Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. They uh, have uh, custom apparel to meet all of your needs, including uniforms, T-shirts, corporate wear, and promotional items. Let Major League Shirt Company outfit your team or organization today. Visit mlshirtco.com to find out more. Josh, uh, busy week on the local front, Silver Creek Baseball our uh, last standing team when it comes to team sports and uh, looking to get to a state championship are the Dragons. But first off, uh, this weekend they'll have a very tough test against Indianapolis Brebuff. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, how you say the kid's last name, but his first name's Andrew, and he's a pitcher. Starts D, with a D. Yeah, D-U-C something. <laughs> he's unbelievable, though. I know that. But, but yeah, he's uh, 6'3", 205 pounds, and he's a big right-hander. And, uh, you know, he throws in the, in the high 80s, low 90s, all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so it's gonna it's definitely going to be a tall task. Uh, you know, but they faced T- Tucker Biven from New Albany. He throws that fast. So uh, they, they faced him at the end of the regular season. So, you know, hopefully that'll, uh, you know, give them some, some sort of uh, uh, advantage maybe or at least uh, have him face Tucker. That'll be a good practice for him heading into that game. But, yeah. It's, it's going to be a really tough test. This kid's going to Vanderbilt, which, you know, last kid I think that faced going to Vandy was in the uh, 3A state final in 2018 and from Andrade, and that was a, that was a tough loss for him. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it should be a really should be a really good game. You know, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see it, uh, you know, like a one nothing game. But, you know, I expect it to be uh, to be pretty competitive. It's a, it's a tough task. But I, I think, the you know, the Dragons can get it done. Just have to have, uh, you know, maybe – Maybe a little luck and uh, just do the basics, play defense, and uh, you know I think they'll be in the game. 
Absolutely. All right, uh, Josh, the Netsby Awards are coming up, which means, unfortunately, we're concluding or just about to conclude high school sports for the uh, 21-22 school year. Uh, I've talked uh, about uh, with you before what a first-class job you do and the team at the, the paper do putting this event together to recognize uh, some of the best high school athletes and coaches and even others associated uh, with sports in our local area. That said, uh, let's go through some of the categories if you have that uh, information to do so. Uh, some of the very best of the best and all of our local sports will be uh, represented at this event. And I love the format because you don't just pick a winner and recognize them. You pick some finalists as well and uh, you know, it, it's it's a lot like the ESPYs where you've got uh, your categories and you've got finalists and you get to hear a little bit about each of them and why they are a finalist and then ultimately the winner is announced and uh, the fanfare begins. But uh, I t t we've got some weeks ahead of us to go through some of this, but maybe take us through a few categories and recognize some of the finalists from our local schools. Yeah, it's uh, actually uh, June 21st, so it's actually 13 days away, which is pretty pretty fast i didn't quite realize it was that close either until last night but uh yeah really excited uh these starts at the uh, reception starts at 5 p.m and the program starts at 6 p.m at east christian church in uh, jeffersonville where we had it uh before before covid and uh you know we're really excited to have it back in person this year and um yeah we've we've uh we've gone through all of our almost all of, i guess of the fall sports and we'll start getting in the winter sports and spring sports here in the next next few days but uh you know we got got a lot of um you know a lot of kids up for these honors and we're real excited about it uh in the i know in the in the girls golf we've got got some girls from floyd central three girls from floyd central actually uh uh Paige Chivenko, uh sophie cook and trinity bramer and because uh, floyd just had a great year in girls golf and then we've got uh Soccer was announced today. We've got Dakota Bramer from Floyd Central and Lydia Clive from Jeff and uh, Sarah Elder from Silver Creek. And then for the boys, we've got two guys from New Albany, Gus Dickman and Quincy Rainey, and then Billy Hope from uh, State Runner-Up for Providence. So, um, you know, we've also had some had some others uh, uh, released in the past. But it, it, the format this year is it's going to be very similar, but then in the – in the middle of it, instead of a guest speaker, we're going to have a little um, uh, kind of a kind of a roundtable discussion with uh, some of the former some former athletes in the area who have uh, uh, gone on to some bigger and better things. Um, uh, Larry Overton, who uh, obviously went to New Albany and then is is now doing a bunch of stuff with the Colts, and then Jacob Julius uh, from Providence and. Justin Betts from Providence, too, actually, and then Gabby Jenkins from Floyd Central, a former softball standout and now an assistant coach uh, up at IU. So I'm really excited about that, and uh, it, it should be a fun fun evening. Uh, you know, hopefully everybody comes out and, uh, you know, dress to the nines or however <laughs> you want to, you know, whatever you want to do. But, uh, you know, we're hopeful for a perfect crowd and a fun, a fun evening. All right, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Uh, we'll talk more about the Netsbys in uh, future programs. You're right, though, uh, really less than two weeks away from the finale of high school sports here in our area for this year. Then, Josh, we get to start previewing football. So, uh, that's right, that's right. You don't get much of a break, my friend. It, it continues. 
unbelievable. But we've still got uh, boys golf regional Thursday. That's right. And we got some uh, uh, girls tennis. Uh, we got three girls left to rally Trinkle from Providence and then Millie Manure and uh, Manure and uh, Libby Bannett from uh, Floyd Central in the double state tournament. So, uh, which then the best going into this weekend. Great stuff. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. This segment brought to you by Major League Shirt Company, and that's going to wrap up our Wednesday program. We'll be back with you Thursday. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, my guest. Also, we'll uh, to talk more about the Indiana-Kentucky All-Star Series as well here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>